Welcome to a bonus episode of BakaCast, which is what I'm doing with uh, the new free weeks I have now that BakaCast has moved to a bi-weekly schedule. I have with me today Luke. Hi, it's me. Jules. Hey, hi. Or Julie. I can't remember which one you prefer now. Eh, it's up to you. Jules is, an, is a nickname. Julie's my, like, just regular name. You okay, decide. so do- doesn't matter. All right, awesome. And uh, I am, of course, your host, Dustin. And we are here to talk about Kimono Friends, uh, because as I mentioned in a podcast like two or three weeks ago, I think, uh, Luke lost the audio to our previous Kimono Friends recording. Yeah, I'm not, we just I'm not really sure what happened episode. on that one. Don't really, don't really know what happened. However, rather than recording that thing again, uh, because I always find it extremely uh, boring to re-record the exact same topic... I decided to expand our Komodo Friends segment a bit uh, by bringing on, well, again, Luke, obviously, who has only watched one episode. Right. Uh, Jules, who has watched the entire thing, and myself, who just marathoned eight more episodes of it in one day. So I've seen a lot of friends today, Jules. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I need to know, who is your favorite friend? Oh, man. I... I relate a lot to Beaver. Uh-huh. Because Beaver is someone who really likes planning things out and figuring out what should happen, but then gets very anxious about failure to the point where mm. she never actually does anything. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's literally me. Okay, I'm I'm Beaver, apparently. All right, uh, I do. You can't go on, go on. I, but though I am partial to the Penguin Idol group. Oh god, Triple P is so good. They're very good. And this, there have been multiple Triple P groups. That is, that is just, oh god, again. Yeah, uh, they said they said uh, they were like second generation, so implying that there was a first generation of uh-huh. Triple P. Yeah, I remember months ago you mentioned that someone called Kimono Friends the Dark Souls of anime, and to that day it still remains true. Yeah, that was uh, my uh, co-host on our normal BakaCast episodes, Ben. Uh, yeah, he, he called it the Dark Souls of anime. Yep, because it's something you you think you know is a known quantity from the very start, but then as you progress along, there's a surprising amount of lore, history, like production issues, as well as like creative input that you wouldn't expect from this sort of production, and yeah, it's a whole thing. This fucking show has taken over my life to some degree. Before I let Luke speak, um, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I just want to mention. I just want to mention one of my favorite parts so far about Komodo Friends are like the eye catch segments, where unlike a typical anime eye catch between commercial breaks, uh, they have like audio recordings of 
like actual professors and scientists, I assume, talking about the various friends uh, and like the real world animals and their traits. But the audio quality is garbage in the way that like I record this. It, it, it's garbage in the way that, you know, when you're a journalist, like I was back in college and recording people's uh, recording interviews onto a like handheld uh, tape recorder, like through a phone that you're talking to someone through. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels like that they've put the phone on speaker and they've held up a tape recorder and just fucking prayed for the best. Yeah. Anyway, it's Luke's turn now. Go ahead. Uh, I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I watched that an episode of this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they fought a gel monster. They fought some gel. Yeah. Jelly. Yeah, the cerulean. They, yeah. Yeah, they fought some jelly. Uh huh. Little, little yeah. girl and a little cat, who's also a girl, fought a jelly, and uh-huh. they and they didn't do a very good job. But then the hippo saved them. Mm hmm. Because everyone knows that hippos are known for being extremely helpful friendly. and friendly and having a maternal instinct towards all creatures. Yeah, uh-huh. and not, like, terrifying Those healthies. are the defining characteristics <laughs> of the hippo. <laughs> that spray shit everywhere with their fantails. Yeah. Everyone knows that if you're lost in the wilderness, your best bet is just, just find a hippo and snuggle up with it. It'll take care of you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it does open with... Serval, uh, with with Kabane, I think it's it's, it's Kaban, Kabane, Kaban. right? Kaban, right? Yeah, yeah. Japanese for bag because that's her only defining yeah. trait. Yes, yeah, she has a backpack. <laughs> um, yeah, meeting Serval and being afraid that Serval is going to eat her out. I mean, eat her. Whoa, hold uh, on! No, what? I, listen, listen. We all know the subtext here. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, they're they're just friends. Yeah, they're all just friends. Dustin. Everyone's just a friend. They're I mean, friends. I'm just gonna mention this. Did you know about the Sergeant Frog uh, crossover with the Kimono Friends game? No. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. They do you all know? Get turned do you know, into yeah, like basically it's canon that um, this island forcibly feminizes anything that comes to it. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Sergeant Frog gang end up in uh, Friend Island and... Yeah. Great. And then they I literally have the option... They literally are told once they leave the island, they will revert back to their original forms. But they decide to stay because they're hmm. happier here. Right, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've read that. I've read that dojin before. <laughs> I love that that's just, like, canon. Like... Right. <laughs> uh, I I still kind of love how charmingly janky the animation is. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. You just have to look at the fact that the wheels on the bus don't spin round and round in the opening. Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of the... Some of the animation I watched when I was, like, a child in, like... Uh, high school uh, and um, like when I was a preteen watching like Reboot and uh, oh mm-hmm. gosh all those other early CG cartoons where they just tried so hard mm. they tried so hard guys your your Cubics your your Beast Wars mm-hmm. right yeah See, Cubics is a little later I guess uh, Beast uh... Wars still holds up to some degree as being like alright there's at least a 
genuinely good story here to some degree You're, and good characters. yeah same with same with roughneck starship troopers yeah also roughnecks was actually like pretty good for its time like yeah like th- there is some jank but like man it's actually it, you and i dustin we both know it holds up still <laughs> yeah yeah we we talked yeah we talked about that back on uh, teenager with attitude where we was like wow this is a su- shockingly good expose on the horrors of war for like a children's show was that but the also, one where you guys just did a bonus episode without yeah getting that was any the permission fir- yeah from a that was TWA the first person. rogue episode of the network yes yep <sighs> but also i just decided we were gonna do it I don't think any of the studios behind things like Beast Wars reboot or uh, like Roughnecks had the explanation that they had ten to twelve people working on the show like Kimono Friends did. Right. Yeah. True. Like Kimono There's Friends like 10 definitely. People. <laughs> Kimono Friends definitely feels like the work of uh, like a small group of people who just really, really want to make an adorable children's show about how awesome animals are. It was the case uh, where I still love this is based on a canceled mobile game. Yeah. yeah. Like, this was a mobile game which had the character designer of Sergeant Frog, and then they're like, let's make a manga and uh, a TV show about this. Okay, the manga comes out, the game is canceled... The anime's still in production. They're like, mm, just release it, I guess. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And also, yeah. Brief, brief aside, when we were talking about you know friends just being friends, I I distinctly remember at the end of the uh, uh, Beaver episode where uh-huh. they meet uh, where they meet Beaver and Prairie Dog. Um, Beaver and Prairie Dog work together to make mm. a log cabin home. Sure. And then Beaver and Prairie Dog are like. Thanks, uh, thanks, Kaban, for helping us build this home that we'll just live in together forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as friends. <laughs> like I mean, the episode Prairie Dog also demonstrates that her way of greeting people is just kissing everyone on the lips. And when everyone is a girl on this island... Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. God, um... this show is like... <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie as well. I've, I've also read the manga... The manga is surprisingly has a deep plot and well fleshed out characters. Also, incredibly gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the manga is also, is technically a prequel to the anime, and that's a because. Wait, what? No, no. Okay. All right. The Hold manga on. takes place on the park before it was abandoned. Oh. Okay. So it literally follows uh, like a uh, just out of high school or like end of high school uh, girl who is working uh, in training to be like a friend handler. <laughs> I uh. hmm, the phrasing of that is interesting. Uh huh. Uh huh. Also, it's the thing where oh, you see a lot of the friends from the anime in the manga, including like Serval. But here's the thing. Um, those aren't the same friends because... Right, they, like, get reincarnated or something, right? Well, it's the case with, like, whenever the... Oh, my God, I can't remember the name of the... I've had to listen to you and Ashley uh, nerd out about this show enough that I know, like, probably 20% of the lore behind it. Yeah, I'd say so, because basically whenever, (laughs) like, any sort of organic material from, like, an animal is touched by the crystal stuff becomes a friend and they even state even if the organic material or even like the animal itself was originally male again right. that's canon in the show as well which is just <laughs> like all right sure fucking why not um 
So yeah, like <laughs> I think uh, it's Ezra, Red Fox, and Serval are both in the manga, and they're not the same as the Red Fox and Serval in the show. They're previous incarnations of them. So, question: Do do the friends like procreate normally, or is that just all mm-hmm. Sandstar creating? New I think friends? it's all just. I think it's all just Sandstar. Okay, I thought I thought some like Jurassic Park life finds a way shit might have been going on. No, but... <laughs> they, you never see any baby friends. Okay, which is partially all... a bit of a shame. Because... I mean, you say that, but also they're weird chibi babies already. I like, mean, they're, they're all... yeah, they're yeah. girls, yeah. Uh, no, you know see, that's I mean? just I what literal that's just what eight know, that's just what eighteen year olds look like in anime, Luke. It's oh yeah. okay. <laughs> But yeah, and yeah, that manga, because it shows what the park was like, what Japari Park was like beforehand. There's like convenience stores and cities and like some friends like work in the park, but some friends work in like these stores and other settings. Yeah, like like Alpaca Friend runs a uh cafe. Alpaca Uh Friend is also adorable and great. (laughs) God. But yeah, like... An example of how ridiculously gay this whole series is. And it's not the case, like, where I'd say, you know, sports anime, when you have a single gender cast that it, it just happens to be gay no matter what you do because you yeah. force yourself into this position. There's yeah, definitely what's up, some Tepu? intent. There's <laughs> definitely some intent with Komodo Friends because in the manga, there's one point where uh, Red Fox, um, she just drags, like, the main character to a cafe because she basically... Uh, saw a promotion for Christmas uh, because it's during Christmas. She, she she saw a promotion for this cafe that off that gives couples a free Christmas cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when they bring when she brings her in, the like the friend running the storage goes, "Oh, a go go couple. Hold on, we have someone who who can verify this." And they bring up Margay. Now, but oh right, a second. Margay is the. I just watched that episode. She's like the huge triple P fan. Yes, and also the gayest character, which is saying yeah. something in this show. Yeah, but, she is in love with every penguin. Uh huh. But, but okay, wait a second. Hold on, I gotta throw a card on the. I gotta throw a flag on the field here. Uh-huh. Okay. Why is she like? Oh, huh? A girl-girl couple. It's an island of nothing but girls. You've established this. How well, no, you, no, 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 no. It's a, okay. It's not a couple you're ever no, gonna it's, see. It's, a, it's, an, it's an island of nothing but girls in regards to like the animals, because this is before the park became like a desolate wasteland. So there are okay. t- tourists and people here. Oh, so there there are male oh. humans, but oh, no yes. male yes. animals. Okay. Yes, okay. there can okay. never be any male friends. Wait, so why doesn't the forced feminization work on humans? Well, because the forced feminization only works on like animals, because like Sergeant Frog, uh, like they touch the sandstar because they're like animal-like material. Also, okay. yeah. Well, that just makes me wonder why Sergeant Frog had human features to begin with, such as the ability. Well, to Sergeant talk Frog. And stand well, Sergeant upright. Frog and his gang are aliens. Oh right. Okay, so hold on a second. So wait, then on... Sergeant Frog is considered an all right, animal. Alright, alright, alright. Let me lay that left. It works on aliens, but not on humans, which no, are no, way no, closer no, 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 to animals. No, 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 no. I'm, I misspoke. I misspoke. Let me lay this out because this is actually okay. relevant. Please to the explain, anime. Sergeant. I, the, let me the, please the explain Sergeant is, Frog lore. The problem is, I can't explain too much, or else I will literally spoil Dustin on the ending of Komodo Friends. Sure. Okay. But oh essentially, no. Right, don't go too far then. Yes, Sandstar works on any biological material that belongs to a living being or or belonged to a living being that includes okay. a, an actual like living breathing human animal or alien or anything like 
you know, hair, a fingernail, or right, even sure. their remains. Sure, sure, sure. But it has to touch them. Okay, sure. So, and a lot of the humans just don't interact with Fanstar, and also they're just tourists. Okay, so and they're it's, just... okay, so it's not if you set foot on the islands, it's if you touch the thing. I believe also that was mostly just the case with Sergeant Frog, which makes me okay. question Matt. Like, someone on that writing stuff has that fetish, so, or is incredibly so, so it's, trans. Sure. So it's possible that if, like, a piece of, like, my hair touched the Sandstar, the Sandstar would create a female yes. uh, human that looked right. like me, but a yes. girl. Yes. Okay. All right, gotcha. Okay. No, this is, I know, this is, I know, Dustin, this is revolutionary technology. Oh, Listen. Uh, <laughs> I just have to find some way to combine my hair with a cat's hair. <laughs> no, then... yeah, exactly. Listen, we have top men working on this. There are... But hold on, Dustin. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be top women, actually? This, I was going to say top cl- friends working on this. This top is a classic friends, yeah. version of the Star Trek transporter problem, though. That wouldn't let you be a cat girl. That would just create a cat girl, Dustin, that you wouldn't get to experience being. So what You're... you really need, Dustin, is that you need to have some cat hair on you and you get touched by the sand star. Okay, all right, that's how that Wait, works. Wait, wouldn't all that right. still create just a new Dustin friend? <laughs> well, no, because the the, the friends themselves are, cr- are, like, former animals. Right. I I, I mean, again, maybe I'm so not... So I need to somehow become part animal. <laughs> well, no, no, sure. it's, it's, it is it is the case I can't spoil too much of base... And this right, is, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, so... this, is, this isn't a plot spoiler. This, basically, this is basically the case where all of the friends literally were animals turned into friends then they weren't animals right. touched by the sensor and then a friend sprung out of them okay so you do change into a friend it doesn't yes. create a friend based on you okay. yes okay also i i do like how many different cats they have on this show oh, there's yeah, so many cats yeah there's serval there's sand cat there's jaguar there's uh we do see leopard we also see uh lion lion's so good uh, I am, I'm a big fan of, well, I've already mentioned Alpaca and the Penguins and Beaver, mm-hmm. but also I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of Crested Ibis. Oh god, Crested Ibis is... <laughs> oh, that's also, that's also the funny thing, uh, which I don't think, uh, Luke knows about the show, mm-hmm. is that it's not just existing animals on this island, it's also rare, endangered, extinct oh. animals, as well as even... Uh, also fake ones yeah, yeah. like there's a what uh, is it Suchi, called uh, the... Suchi Tunoko or something yeah sure yeah Suchi yeah, Noko. It, yeah 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 it's a, yeah, like yeah. a a mythological uh like fat I... snake right yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah it's it's Dunsparce from Pokemon yeah, yeah which I had actually never heard of before before I watched this oh yeah like I said I, I know it because a Pokemon's based on it and also that's like the secret animal you can catch in Metal Gear Solid 3 to eat yeah. Oh, oh, of course you'd know it that way. <laughs> Everything Luke need to know about the world he learned from Metal Gear. Hell yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Metal Gear crossover with Kimono friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the, man. Go, go ahead and lay it out for us. I mean, well, because A, you already have Ocelot. That's an so, old, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. But also, but also it's a case where the robot companion that... The, all the robot companions on the island are known as Boss. Oh, boss! Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What? What friend? What friend would Raiden be? Oh boy. Um, yeah. Just think, okay. What animal do you associate with Raiden? That's basically the friend he. What's is. like the worst animal that's really pretty but is just the worst? Peacock. 
Yeah, he might yeah, be a peacock. Yeah, actually, that, that fits really well. Yeah, yeah. Peacocks are assholes, but also they're beautiful. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, I really wish, I really hope a goat friend shows up at some point. Like, I know goat is not exotic, but... Well, I would no, love, I would love well, to see like, one of these chibi girls walking up the side of a cliff the way mountain goats can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's so easy with their bullshit animation. Like, right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just how they would animate them going up yeah. a cliff anyway. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't know if there's a goat friend in the anime, but you can definitely find a goat friend, like, material out there. Like, official material. Mm. Yeah, like, there's a red kangaroo I... friend, but she's not in the show. Right. I also appreciate like the the end caps like after the credits where oh god they have, with like, triple pop yeah with like uh, trip triple p popsicle stick um like puppets out. yeah yeah where they just like talk about what's gonna be on the next episode and like um go kawaii and sigoi about the next animals that's that are gonna be shown god that. That's such a good way to do a next episode preview because you don't run into the traditional anime bullshit of, oh, we're going to just spoil the episode for you. Right. Yeah. But you still make it very cute and funny. And, like, it makes me want to stick around to watch, like, that segment. Also, we need to talk about the ending credits and how fucked up they are. I. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me go. Let me go back to a previous episode to look up these ended credits. I'm well, they're just like right now. They're it's just, just like, like still photos of abandoned amusement parks. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> it's just like hmm. Now I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, this like abandoned so amusement parks fucking... are a oh. hell of a thing. Yeah, this show is so weird because this actual law—that's the thing that keeps tripping me up. Like, oh, there's a fleshed-out world here. It's even the case later on where you'll see in the background, like, um, in one shot on top of a mountain, there's just, like, the burnt, uh, busted wing of a B-2 stealth bomber. Sure. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's not in, the, I don't think it's an episode you've seen yet, Dustin, but it was just okay. the case where, like, it just blends so well into the background, and then people point out, I'm like, wait, yeah. hang on. It's very Adventure right. Time-esque. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Oh God! I'm also Can I mention mm-hmm. more about Triple P? That I love that they're the song that they sing is a song about how they can't fly, but that's okay because they can swim real good, and also they're gonna get big by eating a lot of fish, so they can bully mm-hmm. people around. Yep, it's literally just describing like what a penguin's mentality would be, but in an idol song, and it's so right. dumb, and I love it. Yeah, including the and there's even a line about like crowding around <laughs> to share warm. Yeah, because penguins move around in like big right, closely right. knit bunches. Also, the whole library bit with the owls who know what humans are and yeah, yeah. God, God. <laughs> also, also, I was not expecting I was not expecting to like kimono friends as much as I did. To be perfectly uh-huh. honest, yeah, no, that's it is. The like, there was a meme going around when the uh, show first started of episode one. This is dumb. Episode two, okay, sure. Like this is fine. Episode three, okay. And then by episode four, you're just hooked because right, yeah. By episode three is by episode three is when they have Suchinoko like remark as they're leaving like about Kaban like oh, 
I guess all the humans aren't extinct. Wait. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Wait. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Fuck you. Go back. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say it didn't it didn't snag me, but I get it. I get how it could. Right. It's also the case where, like, this is a tiny show that ended up blowing out of proportion in terms of viewership. Yeah. Like, it rated higher than Gintama and the new season of Attack on Titan. Which is completely nuts. It right. ma- that makes no fucking sense. Which, like, I'm... Because I'm petty, I'm actually super glad that it outrated Attack on Titan. I mean, same. Sure. <laughs> like, fuck that show. <laughs> but, yeah. And also, it's the case where this was a year when, especially with, the, like, the new Berserk series, uh... People were like, oh, 3D animation sucks. You can't do anything good with it. No, you just know to, need to know how to use it in the right shitty way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to say the, like, air quotes fight scene between Lion and Moose, which is a hell of a sentence I just said in, oh, yeah. in that episode, actually well-directed action, like competently directed and sure. well-executed. And then you look at Berserk and it's like, mm-mm. Oh they boy, just, some of those like, some of those gifs I've seen from Berserk are real. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, that's partially the case where Berserk. I know for fact, um, the director of the new series uh, season does not come from any sort of fantasy or action genre. He primarily is used to like gag animes, and that ends up filling in a lot of the blanks as to why that show looks and feels terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's just... It, it's just a, yeah. it's a bad blend. It's just a bad blend. Nothing to say of his skill or quality. It really, just, like, I never... I've never been into Berserk. I don't really even know what it's about. I just know... I remember back when, like, the first anime happened and everyone was so mad that it basically ended on kind of a cliffhanger part where, like, the manga keeps going and it's like, oh, no, things yeah. are gonna go on. But they ended at a point where it just... Okay, if you end the story here, I guess that means the bad guys win. Yeah. So when, like, uh, they said, hey, Among anime fandom, Berserk is one of the most right, famous right. cliffhangers. Um, so when I heard, like, oh, hey, they're making a new Berserk anime, I thought, oh, well, I feel happy for those people, then. They're finally gonna get, like, mm-hmm. an animated version of, like, a continuation of that story. Uh, and then I see what it looks that, like, I'm like, oh. That oh, is I'm one of the sorry, biggest Berserk monkey fans. paws in recent anime history. Like, I'm so sorry, yeah. Berserk fans. <laughs> Meanwhile, Komodo friend fans, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to your new home. <laughs> yeah, and then it was the case where, like, this blew up and... God, it, it's ridiculous. And the fact that <laughs> you think this is such a shitty show. There are some genuinely, like, veteran voice actresses on mm. this show. And it's really funny to just see them kind of do badly on purpose mm. in a cute okay. way. Now I have to look up this on Anime's News Network because I'm curious who is on this show. Um, I'm trying to remember what was her name. I recently searched for one of them recently. Um, Tomoko Kaneda was uh is the voice of Crested Ibis. Oh, nice. Um. Okay. Look, yeah. If Dustin, have you seen um, uh, Kakai Sensen? Yes. Yes. Bob okay. Uh, is the very, voice very actress good. for Chainsu Muragi is in Kimono Friends. Oh wait, seriously? Yes. That's amazing. Let me just I also it. love Shane. She's the best. Shane Sumaragi's fucking dope. Uh but yeah, I I'm so really not sure much. what else to say about Kimono Friends 
um, other than like recounting more things I liked, which I think would just get boring from a listener standpoint. Well, um, let me ask you this, Justin. This. How, on a rating of, on a scale of one to ten, ten being like definitely, and one being not very likely at all. How close are you to buying any Komodo Friends merch, be they Nendoroids or plushes? Because there is definitely a boss plush coming out. Uh, probably. I don't, like, buy a whole lot of, like, just merchandise, so probably a six, which is still pretty good for me. Fair. Also pretty good for Komodo Friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. the voice actor. Uh, also, contains... also, also it's a show where I wouldn't feel, like, weird buying, like merch of the main characters unlike some of the anime i really like yeah, sure yeah, it's the case where like the show doesn't like actively sexualize a lot of the characters which is weird for an anime yeah specifically weird for an anime about cute girls going on adventures which yeah Typically, when the sh- yeah what typically when the show premise is cute girls do things it's like marginally about the thing and also marginally about showing the girls in outfits and, and like in this case it's their like, skirts and stuff i will admit i won't wouldn't be surprised if some of that is due to technological limitations it's yeah like, it's like <laughs> we also... can't do up, we can't do upskirt scenes with that would, it would take it would it would cost way too much money to animate this clothing it would have tripled the budget if they tried <laughs> to include something like a gynax bounce even during there is like a scene i think it was i can't remember which episode it was it was like episode eight or nine where they actually do go to like a hot spring uh-huh because uh and oh there's such a great gag where kaban says oh i think you're mm-hmm. supposed to take off your clothes before getting in here and they're like what is clothing and kaban's like like sort of touches her shirt and is like this and they're like you can take that off <laughs> Because like that's because the thing about the Komodo friends is, yeah. Because the thing about the Komodo friends is like when you get turned into a friend, most of your animal features are just like your hair and your clothing. So you could technically just take off your animal features. Yeah, it's just really dumb, but I love it. Like that's such a good (laughs) gag that they just go, wait, what if you just took it off? I'm like, oh, huh. Yeah, I, I thought they were gonna go like for a double gag where it turns out the clothing is melded to their bodies, but no, they can just take it off. Apparently, I mean, I will say there's a canonical explanation in the art book as to why their tails uh, poke out of their like skirts and stuff. Sure, of course there is. <laughs> uh, Ashley has the full rundown, but basically yeah. it's that oh, when there's enough sandstar buildup, uh, mate- like because the the clothes are made out of sandstar, technically. The tails can like phase through that. That's literally like the bullshit oh, explanation. Oh, so yeah. so it's like oh, how right. green. So it's like how the Green Lantern suits are not actually clothing. They're just right. using the le- ring. They're just like manifestations. Make- yeah. yeah, yeah. They're imaginary clothing. The okay. one and right. only thing a Green Lantern can make that's not just pure green. Yeah, <laughs> so you can make a sweet bodysuit. Yeah. Oh, I I will say as well though. Uh, it's really disappointing about the news for what season two sounds like it's going to be. Oh, I cannot remember what uh, basi- the news was. Basically, so the director got fired out of oh, nowhere. that's bad. And then a lot of the staff were laid off, but they're oh. still going to make a season two. Mm. That's... 
worrying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially because this is literally one of the biggest hits in Japan in a while. Like that's and that's kind of a baffling decision. Oh, you guys, it, it, you guys literally spun straw into gold. You're fired. Well, it's not just that. It's because they spun straw into gold. And now they know how to make the gold, so the production right. company have been pushing for stuff like putting Kimono Friends in more advertisements, and it basically sure. looks like it's just going to be turned into a very stock standard show. Sure, yeah. it's, just, it's just so strange to say, hey, you guys had no budget and barely anyone actually working on this show, and mm-hmm. against all odds, you made something wildly, impossibly successful. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I think even, like, industry yeah, veterans, like, from a bunch of different shows, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> which is a shame, because, man, season two is going to be buck wild from the end of season one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sad, and who knows what it'll turn out to be, but I, I'm also going to say, if, they, if they'd ever also improve the animation quality of season two, I would be out. I need that show to look shitty. We we need to get Netflix to uh, produce an original season of Kimono Friends. God. No, I want the people behind Neo Yokio to do the dub of Kimono Friends season one on Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want the people that made the live-action Death Note movie to make the Kimono Friends The live-action Kimono Friends? Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, if you want, they literally have a Kimono Friends stage show where all the voice actresses dressed as their friend characters and, like, performed and did stage plays. It's actually genuinely adorable. Yeah, sure. put, yeah that, that, put, put that thing on CW. Make it, like, make it the Riverdale of Kimono oh, Friends. I, yes. I also like that a lot of the voice actresses just play into the Yuri aspect of the show. Just uh, this is wild... <laughs> This is wildly off topic, but we should talk about it sometime. That after that Death Note movie came out, I went back and watched Death Note for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Dustin, you missed out on some good reactions from Luke. We should should talk about that sometime. Yeah. It would actually give me an excuse to actually watch the anime, because so far the only version of Death Note I've experienced is the manga. Oh, okay. Um... Like, I, I'd uh, have to go back and finish it though, which eh. yeah, I, I never, <laughs> I never finished the entire manga. I got about like, uh, maybe a quarter or a third of the way through the second arc. Um, uh, with the where they have the the, is, the mystery solving skyscraper palace. Yeah, where it gets like <laughs> super dumb. Oh yeah. Uh, I got but to yeah, where I, L died, and I was like, oh, I don't care anymore. But yeah, I have yet to see the the anime that was, I think, produced by Madhouse. I want to say. I have yeah. no idea. I, I believe it's yeah. Madhouse. Yeah, like you, I can. Yeah, I, I I guess because you can kind of tell Madhouse's animation style from like a mile away. <laughs> maybe we, maybe we make this a tease for what we talk about on the next Bakicast bonus episode. Yeah, maybe. Let's let's just let's just skip Fibre and talk about Death Note. <laughs> let's just talk. Let's go back to two thousand five or whenever that came out. Yeah, oh. let's let let's pretend we're all angsty teens again. <laughs> yeah. Also, just Dustin, real quick. Um, I just looked up the voice actress for Chain, uh, Yu Kobayashi. Also, not only in uh Komodo Friends, but also Monster Masume. So yeah, this is when they knew what, exactly what, what they were fucking doing. What did who does she play in Monster Musume? Uh, Miss Smith. Oh wait, she's the, she's like the F, the well not FBI agent, but she dresses like an FBI agent, right? 
Yeah, I believe so. Okay, yeah, she's great. And she plays... And she, okay, yeah, she's the one okay. who shows up and is like, hey, we've got another girl for you to take care of. By the way, you better not be banging them. <laughs> but also, I want you to take one guess at who she voices in Kimono Friends. Uh, wait, did you say she voiced Ibis? No, no, that, that was, that was um, Tomoko uh, Kaneda. Oh, right. Um, does she voice Moose? Nope. She voices Tsuchinoko. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Suchinoko is a real good part, too. Uh-huh. This show's uh, stupid and I love it. That's all I can keep saying about this show. My boyfriend yeah, asked so... me about Komodo Friends on the bus one day and I just went, you you made a mistake. <laughs> We're sorry, Zach. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway, so I think it's been a it's been a little over half an hour we've been talking about Kimono Friends. Um, I'm sure Jules could go on for like three more days. Yeah. But also, uh, you could you could also listen to the garbage dump episode that Ashley and I recorded of Kimono oh yeah, Friends. I, I suppose I can I I can probably link that in the show notes for this episode. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, if you if you want more Kimono Friends, uh, where it's like. Two people who deeply, deeply are into the lore, as opposed to just one person, and like two people who kind of know stuff. <laughs> then, right, <laughs> check that out. Also over at audioentropy.com. So yeah, I think this will do it for the first sort of like uh, uh, a bonus episode of BakaCast. Uh, thank you all for listening with this experiment here. Thank you, Luke and Jules, for joining me. Yeah, to talk about this. Thank you. Um, I've been looking for kind of an excuse to talk more about Kimono Friends and like motivate myself to actually watch it, watch it for once. Uh, mm-hmm. So this worked out pretty well. And Welcome, uh, friend. yeah, thank you, friends. I feel like I'm a goy. Goy or a kawaii, um, as Margay would say. Um, but yeah, so uh, as you, if you want to leave your questions or comments about Kimono Friends that I can answer on another episode of BakaCast, um, uh, please leave them on either audioentropy.com or www.projectharhi.net. Uh, that'll do it for us, I think. Um, and I usually end this out uh, with Ben and I saying Kitterbosch because we both really like Star Driver, but that doesn't feel appropriate i'm not sure how to end it for kimono friends though i really should have thought of something clever beforehand <laughs> but oh well welcome to japari a... park oh yeah oh god the music <laughs> is so good it's so good i love this called japari <laughs> park which is just a portmanteau of japan and safari well sure <laughs> <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs> goodbye